clinical Up. clinical Clinical Population Population Clinical Population Population Clinical Population Hello everybody, my name is Gabby I'm Allison And I'm John and welcome to Clinical Bobulations. <laughs> Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. And Bopheads, we're just going to go ahead and get started with the episode and skip the banter part because when we recorded it, we had some technical difficulties. A surprise! Yay, technology! Um, so basically, all you need to know is that um, we are all alive, and that there's a tree in my front yard that nine tornadoes came through Dallas, but we're okay. Um, and that for today's episode, we have Weather 2 by Jessica Gearhart. All right, enjoy. Baby, I've been stuck on you for quite a while. The distance digs the dagger deeper With every mile With every passing moon With every rising sun The Baby, you may never know 
And that was Weather 2 by Jessica Gearhart. What'd you guys think? Really liked it. I like her sound. Yeah, same. I'm definitely a singer-songwriter person, so it was my jam. <laughs> I liked her use of ukulele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On her website, she actually says she's a ukuleleist. Ukuleleist. I loved it. I thought it was a cool touch. Yeah. I've never heard the word ukuleleist. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's ukuleleist or ukuleleist. I don't know. Or it could be something like a flautist. You know, we just go way off the wall. Right. Flout. <laughs> Flautaist. Alkalady. Alkalist. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, yeah, and she's actually. I mean, I was listening to you know the the chord progressions and things and um for this song and then other songs and i watched some of her videos and i mean it's not just like she's doing just like cg in a minor like those are right. like you know right in f like those are the main chords everyone uses on the ukulele she's actually like playing other chords <laughs> no i, I mm-hmm. the chord progression was so cool i mean that's what really caught my attention mm-hmm. um because the chords they kind of throw you for a loop a few times. Like you don't, do. you're not expecting that necessarily. And then all of a sudden it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Kind of like a, the relationship that she's talking mm-hmm. about, just not really knowing. Yeah. Um, so that, I thought that was a really neat touch. Yeah. And the cello was pretty, it was very complimentary to the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. interesting use of both string instruments. You don't normally hear cello with ukulele. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved the instrumentation in this piece. Like it starts off with piano and some minimal drums, and then how it builds. Yeah, the ukulele comes in, mm-hmm. and the drums get more intense, and then there's cello. Um, also, that instrumental part, man. This like I was listening to this drum part, mm-hmm. and I would have such a blast playing this on the drums. Because the rhythms are like, good, 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 good. And like the Tums, Tums, Toms, Toms, Toms. Yeah. The Toms. The Toms. Toms, 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 Got some heartburn. Right. <laughs> I want to I know if she used a kit or um, if she had somebody play live because it sounded like it was a kit, but it was cool. I really liked the lyrics like I sat down and like wrote them out because I was like this is our I like the way that she like in the first verse talking about like time passing like with every passing moon with every rising sun and I liked you know I think about it with like the sun but not so much with the moon I was like mm. I like that interesting interesting not just because your last name is moon I mean I'm also a little biased <laughs> I was to the moon, say, right? there's a little there's a little <laughs> bias there <laughs> maybe a little bit I also I also think it's interesting at the end of the verses how like the first verse, it's the same ending phrases. And then the second verse, she said the one who made me new and then the one who makes me new. Mm. So it's like the the person who changed me, um, you know, whatever religion you identify with, but the person who changed me um, and then the person who continues to change me or the, the something that continues to change Mm. me. The, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting turn. Yeah, yeah she was actually, um, we we emailed a little bit back and forth um, beyond just getting the lyrics 
and she was saying uh, she has experience with the 12-step programs. Um, so when she's talking about God, um, I mean, she has her own personal beliefs about it, but it could be whatever higher power. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spiritual mm-hmm. or religious. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or person, honestly, if, if you know, yeah. if somebody doesn't identify. Yeah. 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 I had to look up her reference to, I had to look up the reference to like Monica and Augustine. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, hmm. I was like, I'm, I know that this is like something, but I got to look up that story. Yeah. I didn't remember that one. What did you find? Um, that he had committed adultery, but mm-hmm. she like still prayed like for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and was a really, uh, devout Christian, um, mm-hmm. St. Monica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think this brings up a really good, um, discussion on, so I'm in multiculturalism and music therapy right now. And we talk about being very aware of your client's background and, um, you know, being very respectful of like what kind of music you bring into the, into the session. And, um, I think it's really cool to explore and something that we can continue to do like different religious backgrounds in music um, and how different religions view music because not Mm -hmm. everyone views music the same way. Um, But, you know, just a disclaimer on this one, um, it does lean more towards the, the Christian faith. So just being very careful to everyone who's listening, um, what you do bring in, because if someone doesn't identify with this, um, it Mm. could be kind of damaging um, so just being very aware of your client's background and, you know, and if, if they don't identify, but they're okay with listening to the song, that's cool too. But just being very aware of that and making sure you're having those open conversations with your clients. Um, yeah, but I thought that would Definitely. lead to a cool conversation about that. Yeah. And also not just the music you bring in, but you and your personal like worldviews and beliefs as well being right. careful and to, not making assumptions yeah not making mm-hmm. assumptions and not trying to sway your clients unintentionally yeah 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 mm-hmm. um yeah it brings mm-hmm. up a lot of like the dominant and minority culture ki- kind of things and making sure that we're not being um that we're not dominating over our client and placing some kind of hierarchical uh, mm-hmm. power like mm-hmm. on them um if they're not from a mm-hmm. dominant culture or don't affiliate with that so just a little something to be aware right. of. And it is being aware of that because we, we do bring our own biases mm-hmm. in without realizing it. For sure. Um, so we do have to like be consciously aware of that. I wholeheartedly agree. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, she was saying that when we were emailing back and forth, because the same thing kind of happened with some of the other songs that we've had. So with Andrew Blooms and he leans towards um that perspective and belief system um so just making sure they're okay with us saying things like this um and um making them aware that you know not everyone that we're working with or treating or um things like that have the same belief system or will align with it yeah Little mm-hmm. PSA for you right there. Oh, PSA. <laughs> <laughs> it's my multicultural duty. Yes. Your ethical duty. 
That's right. Can we get an ethics credit for this, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, um, going back to my emails with her, I asked her what the song was about and Weather 2 actually comes from an EP called Be My Hands. And it's um, an album that explores the arc of her relationship in which she moved from taking a superficial and insecure approach to one of vulnerability. Weather 2 is the fifth song of the album and a culmination of her experiences with that particular relationship. So um, she says, I had started seeing this guy in college who was just a friend at first, but then we had a mutual attraction. Because of previous hurts and trust issues, I was in a place of keeping my heart pretty guarded. So when we started to be romantic, there was a lot of avoidance and superficiality. We were using each other physically and there wasn't a lot of emotional intimacy. Eventually I began to feel that approaching romantic relationships in that way was not authentic for me and I felt a lot of internal conflict. I longed for greater depth and emotional intimacy. I ended up having a change of heart and wanting to engage in a more genuine, vulnerable relationship. But by the time I reached that point, my partner seemed to feel even more avoidant and distant. We had shared a lot of intimacy and I still felt so connected with him, despite his inability to meet my needs at this point. I was stuck wondering whether I should wait for him to grow into the kind of partner I wanted or if I should just let go and move on. And I was idealizing who I imagined he could be, even if that wasn't who he was. The idea of letting go seemed like giving up on a belief that people can change or grow. Oof. Ah. Right. <laughs> Gosh. Mm. Um, the <laughs> idea of waiting for someone seemed so romantic at the time. I always want to look for the best in people, and I realized that the idea that love is patience enough to wait indefinitely, but I felt restless and unsettled with my own needs going unmet. For a long time, the only way I could deal with the tension of whether to wait or let go was to pray to lift up something I had no control over to something or someone bigger than me. Um, eventually, I was able to let go of the outcome and move forward with my life, recognizing that my needs are important and yes. that it's codependent and unhealthy to dismiss your own needs to accommodate someone else's. Healthy relationships require balance and equal effort, not to mention to truly love someone is to control them or is not to control to truly love someone is not to control them or to expect them to meet your needs on your timeline. If someone isn't in a place to meet your needs, they simply aren't the right partner for you, perhaps at that time, perhaps never, and it's best to make yourself available to authentic, mutual, healthy love that reciprocally seeks the good of the other. Oof. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's the podcast right there. Like, there's nothing I else honestly to say. Yeah, I was, <laughs> right. I was reading this going, and I mean, just done. answered the question. Yeah, yeah, it was beautifully written and very um you can tell she's done a lot of deep digging yeah. um, it's very relatable as well mm -hmm. oh my gosh mm -hmm. oh. and like all of that story comes across in the song like all those details aren't in the lyrics but you so, i i completely mm -hmm. felt yeah, that that's mm -hmm. where she was coming from uh, listening to the song um man that part where she's like i 
um, always want to wait or the idea of letting go seems like giving up on a belief that people can change or grow. And I am just at yeah. heart. I've always been a humanist. Like that's just <laughs> like every thing I've done in music therapy has always been with that in mind. Unconditional love. Yeah. And, and then like, yeah, not even um, just music therapy, but like anything I've mm-hmm. done. Like I just, right. um, like, I, and I didn't know it. I didn't know that was the label of it, but like someone pointed out to me, actually it was Mike Sanders. I said something about, we were trying to throw away things in our instrument closet. And I was like, I was like, no, no, like that might be used for something. Let's keep it. Like, you know, there's a lot of potential for it to be used. <laughs> and he was like, you are such a humanist. And I was like, oh yeah, I am. <laughs> um Ah, gosh. <laughs> Me too. On the same way. I think, I think honestly, like, we had this conversation in, in class, and um, we kind of decided that, like, all music therapists have to have, like, some kind of humanistic quality yes. about them. Like, just the nature of what we do is so humanistic. And, I mean, it makes sense that all of us, like, identify with that in, like, our mm-hmm. personal lives, too. Um, that I think we're all drawn to the work. Um, just because we all do have like this unconditional love and like wanting to help people feel better and, um, and be like in relationship with other people. It's pretty cool. Well, and that's how we were trained. It was look at mm-hmm. the person and their strengths and then let's use, you know, these wonderful qualities about them to work on, you know, mm-hmm. other areas um, and seeing the potential in them. Yeah. And that anyone can be a part of music, no matter their ability. Mm-hmm. And um, you can always make it successful. Like, mm-hmm. it's always going to be a success. It's about the process of it and not necessarily what you get out of it. But Being how, as music therapists, we all tend to lean towards some sort of humanistic. I don't Here's the thing, though. But there, there are quite a few music therapists who will say that they're not humanistic. Yeah, no. And and I wouldn't want to put that label on everybody. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's very true. Like, there are some people that are, like, strictly CBT and um, informed. And, yeah, so I would never say, like, that is – or behavioral. Um, I would never say, like, that's a general mm-hmm. label. But I think we all have aspects uh, of – yes. Yeah. Of humanism. Yeah. Just the way that we treat people, like John was saying, the way that we are trained. I think I could go for any sort of (laughs) health care or social service um, profession. Yeah. Well, Well, and Mm -hmm. I I think we, as therapists, should be like, we should all approach it. This is just my personal viewpoint. I'm not placing this on anyone, but we should all approach it from like an integrative approach. And then we're pulling from all the different, um, yeah. And I think that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that is how it is. And, and if you don't identify with that, cool. But I think that um, everyone should kind of pull from the toolbox mm-hmm. of what they were, mm-hmm. right. how they were trained and, and what they continue to learn. Um, and there's really great things that you can get from each um, approach. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so digging into approach – uh, clinically, what do we think we could do with this song? 
So I'm really into journaling. And mm. um, I thought this song just, it really opens up for a great conversation about, about any relationship struggles that somebody might be having. Um, and I think it would be really cool, especially if someone comes in in a similar situation, um, as the, uh, singer. Um, I think it would be really cool to talk about like, what were some of the needs that you wanted to be met that weren't like just kind of identifying things that you would like in a relationship and then progressing towards like how you can make that happen. And a lot of it can stem from self. So working on yourself to fulfill those needs. Um, but just kind of identifying like where things went wrong and why, and like really digging into that and, and really getting down to like, I, I could have used more communication mm. because mm. I'm filling that in. Um, so yeah, just exploring kind of like the missing parts of the relationship or things that maybe it went wrong and you're not really sure why. Um, mm-hmm. And then identifying what could be used in future relationships. Cause maybe those things are also popping up in, um, in other relationships, not just romantically. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I thought the songs about making decisions, um, or having to make a decision. Mm. So I thought this would, um, kind of lend itself to, um, some decision-making goals. So recreating the song, um, and allowing the participant to, make those decisions about the instrumentation Hmm. or, um, and, and playing the different instruments. Um, uh, so I thought about that. Um, and then I'd also thought that I just really love the vibe of this song. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a song about like internal conflict, um, which is not something that I like to sit in, but it's something <laughs> that would be help, healthy to sit in. Um, so also doing some um, breathing exercises and mindful meditation to this song, uh, mm. having a, a group come up with movements mm-hmm. and stuff to just, um, especially in those instrumental moments, just sit in what you're feeling. Um, and allow that uh, beautiful instrumental part at the end to just facilitate that. Oh, man. That is not where I thought you were going when you said decision-making. But <laughs> that's, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had written down the phrase, it's okay to not be okay. Um, and just, that was kind of what guided that that mindful meditation part. Oh. Yeah. Um, I wanted to hone in on decision making again as well, except not instrumentally. Um, I was thinking um, doing Mm -hmm. sort of a lyric rewrite and discussion based on it. So um, the chorus says, I don't know whether to. So, and then change the let you go with whatever decision they're trying to make. Um, and then, or whether to, and then 
the like the other option to mm-hmm. that decision. Does that make sense? To be or not to be. Yeah, yeah. So if it's <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know whether to read Shakespeare or not read Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> that is the question. Um, <laughs> to be or not to be. Um, so that, um, so having those two options in the chorus. Um, and then maybe making a pro and con list on the side of the paper or on a different sheet of paper on the back or whatever for each of those choices for the decision that they're trying to make. Um, I have had to personally do this many times um, because unlike you, John, I always sit in internal conflict. Like that, that is me. That is my safe zone. I am always internally conflicted. Um, But yeah, so, you know, writing these pros and cons out for each of the choices really helps um, get you out of that headspace by just physically putting it down on paper. So by physically doing that and seeing that, it's a good step in actually m- making a decision. It is. A pro-con list is a great tool um, and in this way a great outlet for you to um, explore the different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even in the uh, the verses, rewriting those, um, mm-hmm. and just sticking, you know, the story of your situation that's causing you to make. This yeah, there's a lot of like in, songwriting in, things in that could come out of this. Yeah, um, just from like discussion that may come up after listening to the song. I mean, the possibilities are endless because the relationships are all going to be, or like the problems that come up are all going to be so different. Um, and it could lead to some really great improvisation afterwards focusing mm-hmm. on things that stuck out to you or a feeling that, you know, came up while you were listening to it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool, cool things that you could do with it. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about um, what the decision-making could also have some improv, like on top of the song, um, if you didn't want to rewrite the whole song. Um, and I'm all about making a session failure free. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you could simplify it to like a pentatonic scale or something like that, where yeah. there aren't any wrong decisions, but you need to make a decision. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, ukulele, just the use of the ukulele. I remember when it started being a big thing in music therapy. I think it was, you know, the early 2010s. I think there was, probably 20 sessions on ukulele yeah. at all the conferences <laughs> um but yeah um as uh even though that was a while ago ukulele is definitely still used a lot i know a lot of music therapists that use ukulele um and it would it's it's something that you can teach pretty easily to a client mm-hmm. um, right. for like yep yeah. It's not as complicated as a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're doing like adapted lessons, um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you could, you could actually, actually teach this song as well. 
probably. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would do that. I, I do. I use a lot of ukulele uh, with a few clients and um, I used to use it a lot when I worked in the schools because it's small, it's nylon mm. string. So there's no risk of the client cutting themselves. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, easy for little hands. Um, mm-hmm. And then the sound is just very warm and rich. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a really great instrument. And like you said, very easy to teach someone easy to um, adapt chords and easy for people who don't have a large, like if their fine motor skills need, need some work. Um, mm-hmm. It's easy for someone who doesn't have a, a long or a wide reach mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not going to hurt their fingers as much as a steel string guitar. It's got those one finger yeah. chords. Yeah. That's right. Really, really. The cello, on the other sense. hand. <laughs> that, that's, a little, that's a little more complicated. <laughs> Not so oh, much. Man. I remember the semester I spent on string instruments. It was, you know, I was really accomplished to be able to play my Twinkle Twinkle Little Star <laughs> Final. John, were we in the same class? Right. Were we in the same class? Probably. <laughs> I, think I so. was horrible at it. It was so bad. Um, there was no one in there that was good at it, so it was a safe thing. I, yeah, I wish, I would love to hear or see if there are music therapists that use, yeah, use orchestral things in session. Right? I know of one or yeah. two that will you know, pop out their violin maybe once, you know, once or twice a year, but yeah. Yeah. I would be very interested to see if there's someone who use it, who uses it consistently. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. So music therapist, if you use. So if that's you out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comments. <send> us, yeah. <laughs> slide into our DMs. You slide in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. What a song. It's a great song. I also highly recommend listening to the whole EP. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, each of her songs have a very different feel to them. Uh, I really enjoyed It's only the five songs, but it was a really cool um, experience. Yeah, there's one that's kind of electronic or has like a pulsing, mm-hmm. pulsing drum beat on it. And I was like, that sounds so different from this one. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I listened to like Aquarius was the next, the second song I listened to. I don't know why I skipped the first one, but uh, I was like, this is quite the juxtaposition <laughs> of uh, from Weather 2. It's a lot of Yeah. Yeah, I like that it's supposed to mimic the arc mm-hmm. of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I thought she did really good yeah. on that. Awesome yeah. job, Jessica. Awesome job. Way to go. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. 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 She actually, so how I found out about Jessica was she started following us after Alana Bujo's episode earlier this year. And she shared some of our stuff on her story on Instagram. And I was like, who is this person? She's not a music therapist. Like who, what? And then so we started messaging back and forth and she said, that yeah, she heard our episode and she thought it was awesome. Um, 
and just wanted to share the work that we're doing. Nice. Which I was like, that is so kind. Would you like to be on an episode, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. That's so yeah. cool. Well, guys, if you want to hear more from Jessica, she is everywhere that you can find music. So Spotify, Apple Music. Um, she's got a website that we will link in the show notes. Um, you can also find her on Instagram and, and on Facebook. Um, and she plays a lot around California. So if you're in California, go check her out. Um, and then as for us, we will be heading to Minneapolis whoop, whoop. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> ready for that um, so, Mall of America. Uh, no. <laughs> the mall. Um, I just <laughs> I'm want- ready to walk around the mall. <laughs> Well, they have these hamburgers there called Juicy Lucy's, and it's oh. um, yeah, hamburger patty, but the cheese, there's cheese inside the hamburger patties. Oh my, yes, that's what I'm eating every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John, it's not too late. You can still come. <laughs> come join us. Um, we have decided we're going to make a flat John. Yes. Um, and then also a flat... <laughs> also, I'm Mike Viega, and we're just gonna uh-huh. pop you guys up. next to us. Make sure to put me next to a ficus tree. I'll, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> we'll just find one in the hotel. <laughs> I'll just sit there and have a conversation. <laughs> um, just hanging out of the ficus tree. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking like a guys, Buffhead. Speaking of ficus tree, we have created new Christmas sweater designs, and we have a Christmas sweater that says "Ficus tree, oh ficus tree," in honor of John, and it's great. We also have it. It's so yeah, awesome. and it's in a couple of different colors too, guys. So go check it out. We all have those ugly Christmas sweater parties mm-hmm. that we have to go to, so we are helping you out. <laughs> yeah, conversation piece. You yeah. have to explain. We also have another design um, <laughs> with our party hat on poop logo, except instead of a party hat, it's a Christmas hat. So you have your options, guys. Uh, Clinicalpopulations.threadless.com. It is linked in the show notes. Yep. Yep. There we go. Um, Okay. Well, guys, if you are going to National Conference, we will be doing our session Friday afternoon. Um, So pop on over. We'll also put it on Facebook Live so that you can watch it. And then we'll release the episode probably the week after. And um, in the meantime... We have another episode before that. Um, also, if you want to support us, we have our Patreon. Um, you can also like, share, subscribe, and any little bit helps. South Africa. We're going to South Africa. <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> helps on the podcast, helps in Africa. Africa. <laughs> Not just us. <laughs> so so that so that we can collaborate with music therapists from all over the world on these future episodes 
We're all about that collaboration. All about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Guys, enjoy Weather 2 by Jessica Gearhart. Bye. 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 Baby, I've been stuck on you for quite a while. The distance digs the dagger deeper with every mile with every passing with every rising sun the longing lingers on the Prayed for you like Monica.